Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Ask the Pastors. I'm here with Pastor Todd, and yep. we're gonna take another shot at answering a question that you guys have sent in to us. And uh, uh, this is gonna be a really fun one, Todd. It's right up our alley. I know this is something that our church is super passionate about, that you are super passionate about as well. Okay. It has to do with missions. Oh, good. And so the question that was sent in, in to us was, are we given any numbers or ratios on how many people a church should send or how many, uh, what percentage of us should be involved in sending compared to how many people should be sent. Does that make okay. sense? So could we use the word goer and sender? Yeah, that's right. Is that okay? Yeah. How many people should go? How many people does it take to send? All okay. that type of information. Well, let's give a good, a clear, succinct answer. Yep. The answer would be no. Yeah. We're not given any hard not. line. No, um, but I think there's an interesting story in Acts 13, Antioch, which yeah. was a very diverse church. We see that by the names that are listed. They, at least according to the biblical record, okay. we only know that they sent two. Hmm. It was probably a large church. Yep. Um, again, that's just an opinion. I can hear the guys right now writing me, how do you know yeah. that? You know, I'm just telling you my opinion based on the city. What we're told. And the diversity. Yep. It was probably somewhat of a large church. And... All we know from the record is they sent two. Now they sent two of their best, their right? Best, Paul and Barnabas. Paul and Barnabas. That's right. Did they send more? Possibly, mm -hmm. we don't know. But those two planted many churches, mm -hmm. who I think also probably multiplied. Mm -hmm. um, so, other than that, we have no right. Right. ratios or numbers. Right. So there should be a sense of freedom mm -hmm. and not guilt. Yeah. Uh, I tend to think, though, most churches, including ours, still send less than what's needed. Well, yeah, <laughs> Is that okay to say? For sure. Yep. Yeah. I think what is heavy on my heart and what I want to be true of our church is, yeah, let's not set a number or a ratio, but let's consistently send. That would be mm -hmm. a desire of ours is that our church is constantly preparing to send and launching. Yeah, like a strong pipeline, a pipeline strong commissioning. Constantly preparing maybe our finances or even theological training for the goers. Mm -hmm. Like let's constantly be working on that. And so we can celebrate quite often when yeah. we send. You know, we've said to each other, and I think mm -hmm. we've even said to our church, perhaps wouldn't it be great if we were planting or sending annually? Yeah, like yeah. what you said, consistently. Absolutely. But yep. once a year we're sending or planting. Mm -hmm. And that is the normal yep. mode of operation around here. So people are saying, oh, that that's expected. We know they're leaving in a year or they're leaving next year. Now, I will say this. Um, there are a lot of man-made concepts and numbers in missiology. Right. Okay. In fact, right. uh, things like the 2% line yep. between reached and unreached, right. that's just a man-made. It's not sinful or wrong, yep. but it is man-made. Hmm. Um, so a lot of those tools, and I think, when you think about goers and senders, there is a thought, and I think it comes from some wartime mentality okay. in the past, that often it's 10 people to hold the rope right. for one who's on the other end in right. the pit. We'll yeah, I've it. heard that. Yep. So 10 to 1, it's just a man-made number, but yeah. Um, yeah. It takes resources. It does. It takes help, support, prayer. So there's a good... Your philosophy behind that, but we're Possibly. not given that number from Scripture. No, we're not. Yeah. That's one reason our sending teams here are so valuable, mm -hmm. because a church like ours could say, oh, we've got you know, 14 right. missionaries or partners. Out yep. of those, let's say eight are sent from our church, but 800 people may not really all be actively involved, because yep. that would be plenty of folks to send, right? Yep. 
But because a lot of folks tend to have a, an attitude like, well, I know somebody else is doing mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Uh, we have sending teams, which are about eight or ten people, yep. who are uh, specifically responsible for one of our partners. Right. Communication, yep. liaison, and I think that really has been a very helpful tool. David Absolutely. Devonport has been very instrumental in yep. that. So that's kind of along that same line of, you know, there's not a ratio given, but it does seem to have a 10 to 1 uh, tendency that works. Is a goer somebody who goes to the ends of the world? You kind of hinted at that earlier. Is that what a goer is? Like a missionary we deploy, say goodbye to, they get on the boat, we never see them again? Yeah. Is that what a goer is? Well, I think we're all going. Amen. That's Matthew 28. It's it's, um, um, expectations Mm -hmm. of participle. Yep. As you are going. Yep. So I, I, I think those are, again, maybe some labels we use to describe those who cross a barrier. Yep. So here's an opinion. I shared this at the last first person. I don't think uh, missionary work happens until you cross a barrier. Okay. And I would say, personally, a language barrier. So those who stay in the States, man, I love their heart for evangelism yep. and outreach. I don't, I'm, I'm fine helping support them, but I don't think they're missionaries. Mm-hmm. They're outreach workers. Okay. They're evangelists okay. because there's no barrier. Right. I think the missions work begins when there's a barrier to cross mm-hmm. and you have to enter into a new culture mm-hmm. and especially indicated by a new language. Mm-hmm. So I may have upset some folks just now. <laughs> we can live with that, <laughs> That's right? Okay. Yeah. So I think we use the word goers to describe those who are willing to cross a barrier. Wow. But again, wow. that's mm-hmm. probably some man-made yeah. uh, terms in there too. Yep. And then those who send them would be what we call mm-hmm. senders. Yeah. By the way, maybe our church remembers this. There have been times we've kind of emphasized the five roles in missions, such okay. as mobilizer, yep. hospitality, hmm. um, givers. Yep. I don't know if, again, those are all man-made labels. Right. They're helpful. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you boil it all down, you probably have your best succinct understanding to say there's those who cross yeah. culture, mm-hmm. they go, and they're those who send them, yep. they're senders. I think those are all great answers to probably the heart of the question that was asked is, what are those parameters or what are those expectations that we are given? And mm-hmm. so, again, not many of those are chapter and verse from Scripture, yeah. but they are principles that we've adopted and accepted as our responsibility. And here's something that you yeah. alluded to. In our, in our, let's say in our environment, mm-hmm. whether you were a goer crossing a culture yeah. or language barrier, or whether you're a sender, you, everyone has to have a sending mentality. So if you're a goer, you're being sent. If you're a sender, you're sending. But it's the word sent that I think is so important. What did Jesus say? As the Father has sent me, yep. so send yep. I you. Yep. And within that group, some may have had a role of holding the rope. Yep. Some may be on the other end of the rope. Right. And so I love the fact that that's blanketing our church yep. more and more. That is true of our church. That is, is our DNA. Yeah. And, and I'm we're very humbled proud by that. that. I'm not trying to, no credit here, yep. but God has graciously mm-hmm. continued to raise up people who embrace Amen. eyes to the field. That's awesome. You know, I was uh, with someone like two, three days ago, an older gentleman. Hmm. He's um, in one of our assisted living homes, he okay. and his wife. And a few months ago, I visited with him, and I was just noticing that he has like 66 captive neighbors, right? Right. Many of them can't get out. Yeah. They can, um, but they have some issues at times. But I said to him just in passing hmm. when I was there a few months ago, I said, man, you, you've got like 66 uh People who you could really shepherd and pastor, you, you right. could really see this as a mission field. Kind of mm-hmm. chuckled. He called me a couple of days ago and he said, "Hey, Todd, could the elders gather around me and my wife, mm-hmm. and could you could you guys pray over us because we're we've been thinking about that comment and we have been sent here Amen. 
This is not an accident. We would like to help shepherd these people wow. to get to know Jesus. Wow. So there's no financial commitment. Right. They're not looking for an official right. ordination. He's just saying, hey, I have been sent here. Mm. Like, this is not an accident. And don't you That's love great. that mentality? Absolutely. That's great. Yeah. I love that heartbeat for their nearest neighbors. Yes, amen. Just to hear the gospel. That's great. So I hope this has been a helpful conversation. Thanks so much for sending that question. Uh, I knew this would be right up our alley. Yeah, we we, we got excited very quickly. <laughs> That's right. So that was a lot of fun. Well, thanks again for joining us for this episode of Ask the Pastors. We'll see you next time.